Welcome to the F-Sharp Podcast, presented by Harmony Wealth, a podcast geared to educate you on all things financial. Co-hosts Tanner Bortnam and Adam Henning discuss various financial topics presented in a consumable and entertaining manner. Tanner is a certified financial planner, JD, and financial expert, while Adam is a marketing professional and small business owner. It's time to harmonize. Sit back and enjoy the episode. Your future self will thank you. Welcome to episode 43 of the F-Sharp podcast presented by Harmony Wealth, a podcast geared to educate you on all things financial. I'm your co-host, Adam Henning, marketing professional and small business owner, and I'm joined as always with co-host Tanner Bortnam. Tanner is a certified financial planner, JD, and industry expert. If you are listening to us in podcast form, subscribe and leave us a five-star review. If you're watching us on YouTube, find the subscribe button below, hit the bell so you get notified when we release new episodes. We've been pretty good about releasing a new episode every other week, going on almost two years now, so that is our regular cadence. Finally, uh, we want to hear from you. No question is a dumb one or a silly one. Uh, send in your questions or suggestions for a future episode by emailing us at podcast at financiallysharp.com. That's podcast at financiallysharp.com. Hopefully, we get enough content questions um, to hopefully do a, a, a mailbag question. Uh, episode maybe in the near future so that would be fun um but yeah um so i mean even if you're on youtube leave a a comment below um if you want it to be public so (laughs) if you're comfortable with that um uh episode 43 today's topic or this episode's topic i should say is a a topic we've hit on before we're revisiting uh, a topic uh, episode five, we covered Roth conversions. So um, we are going to revisit that topic. And there's a reason why. And I'm going to let Tanner talk about that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, as as our avid listeners know, Roth conversions are near and dear to my heart um, or just Roth in general, anything to do with the Roth right now based on where taxes are. Uh, but just wanted to bring this one back, you know, up to the top and uh, go over, uh, you know, some of the topics again um, it, it, with dealing with Roth conversion, some of the the aspects of it. Uh, since you know, episode five would have been what twenty twenty one when we did that last time, so a couple years ago, um, roughly. And you know, again, bring this back to the forefront. Um, you know, there is. Some urgency again, as always, check with your um, financial advisor that you're working with or do research for yourself um, to see if this is something that fits for your situation. But for most of my clients, again, most, not all, but most of my clients, it is something that um, is beneficial. So that tends to lead to most of you out there. It could be beneficial or likely would be beneficial as well. Um, but definitely something you want to check into because we are getting closer to that deadline, which is the end of 2025, um, which is a, a really key point uh, in terms of taxes. And whenever you say that word, my brain immediately just <laughs> shrivels. And I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Taxes, ew. Yeah, well, they're um, gross. And like we've said before, they're it's like onions, right? There's so many layers that you don't even know all of them. And once you start looking at it and cutting into it, you you cry. 
Yeah, that's why I pay someone to do that. And then I have you <laughs> that's right. to tell me <laughs> about the advantage, advantages and how to uh, avoid them. So um, let's start uh, kind of from the, the basics here. In uh, episode five, uh, probably got a little bit more in depth into the structure of what a Roth conversion is. But uh, I think we're going to start and quickly just um, gl- uh, not gloss over, but just for a 30,000 foot view of what a yep. Roth conversion is. Yep. Yep. Uh, just a quick, quick refresher on that. Uh, Roth conversion is taking money uh, that is in a pre-tax account. So typically that's a traditional IRA or um, the traditional side of a 401k and moving that to the Roth side. Uh, so you pay the taxes. Now you move it over to the Roth side never pay taxes on that money or the growth again. So the Roth conversion is, is literally just that. You're moving pre-tax money, paying the taxes now so that it can be in your Roth IRA or Roth 401k. And uh, anybody can do that, correct? Anytime. Yeah. Yep, any yeah. person. Uh, it's one of the benefits. Um, I know we've obviously hit on Roth uh, before in different episodes um, to contribute, uh, so to put new money uh, from you know your bank account into a Roth IRA, uh, there are some income limitations. A Roth 401k does not have any income limitations to contribute to put new money in, um, but to do a conversion, there's no income limitations. Any person can do it. You can do as much or as little as you want in any given year. Again work with your professional, develop a plan because there's clearly ramifications for doing a Roth uh, conversion and you want to, you you don't want to just guess. Uh, you want to be working with someone that knows what's going on um, because there's, there's a lot of intricacies to it, but it's definitely, um, again, something that you should check out because it, it probably is of, of benefit to you. Let's uh, get into what you kind of teased earlier of, of why you would do a Roth conversion, specifically um, the timing of that date, 2025, and the sunsetting of um, some some language there. But also, just in general, give us why uh, a Roth conversion is um, something we would consider. Yeah, yeah. So let's start with the taxes. So I will kind of wrap that one up. So uh, the Tax cuts that went into effect um, in 2018, I, I think they was passed in 2017 and went into effect in 2018 um, through the Job and Tax Cut Act. Uh, those are set. It's it's in the, the bill that was passed. They are set to uh, sunset or expire at the end of 2025. So in 2026, we will have new taxes. Now, can Congress, I always get this question, can Congress change the rules before then. Sure, they certainly can. The likelihood of that is almost zero because we have a split Congress right now. So Republicans and Democrats are not going to agree on cutting or um, raising taxes because they all want different things. So high, high, high probability that our taxes stay exactly as they are until the end of 2025. The question is what happens in 2026 and going forward? There's two routes. Route number one is Congress does nothing. If that's the case, we then go back to the tax brackets that we had um, prior to 
2018 and, and for most of the Obama administration. And every uh, every tax bracket with the exclusion of a couple, the, the lowest one and then the, the high, highest ones. Um, but the, you know, the middle class uh, where most everyone sits, your tax brackets are going to go up between 2 and 4%. Uh, so you make the same amount of money, you're in the third tax bracket. Right now, that's 22%. Well, that's going to be going to 25%. If you're in the fourth tax bracket, right now it's 24%. It's going to be going to 28%. So that's if Congress does nothing, that's automatically going to happen. Um, another wrinkle with that is the tax brackets are going to get compressed. So again, I don't want to walk through all of them. We'll just pick one out. Uh, for example, I had mentioned the 24%, so we'll just stick with that. Um, if you are a married couple right now, Roughly, roughly uh, that means you're making between 178,000 and 340,000. So pretty big, pretty big range there to be in the 24% bracket. So in 2026, this bracket's going to go to 28%, not 24. So you're automatically going to pay 4% more. Plus, they pinch it down, they squeeze it. So the bracket, instead of being 178 to 340 actually goes 168 to 256. So they're cutting off you know, almost $84,000 from the top. So they're pinching these down, which is going to force people into higher brackets. And they're doing it with almost all, those, all the brackets. So you, know, you may have been in a bracket number two right now. Well, that, you might get pushed into bracket number three because they're compressing. And again, that's if Congress says nothing. Option number two, Congress passes a bill, which, of course, we have no idea what that would look like because that's in the future. But the big key is is the likelihood is that in 2026, we are going to see higher taxes. Um, you know, bring, wrapping in other episodes, we've talked about the debt. Um, you know, obviously, we've been going through this debt ceiling crisis. Um, We've talked about the debt before. We did how much money that was. That was a fun episode. Uh, you know, putting that in terms of time. You know, we we have enormous amounts of debt. Well, the only way that government makes money is by rate is through taxes. So if we eventually want to start paying some of this, we're they're going to have to raise taxes. So the why we're revisiting this is because in my mind, this is a really really important planning opportunity for again everyone to at least look into and explore but for most people you can probably take advantage of this do some Roth conversions and pay lower taxes by paying that now rather than waiting to take money out of an IRA or a 401k three plus years from now and you're going to be paying more in taxes then do they have an estimated dollar amount of how much the shuffling of tax brackets will will yield. Uh, no, I mean, I, not that I'm aware of. I, I'm sh it might okay. be out there, but I, yeah, I don't know that one off the top of my head. Fun. Um, uh, and then you were asking for kind of a, an analogy, if I remember correctly. That was kind of a two part intro of why do a Roth conversion. Um, yep. One of the the things I talk with my clients about is think of think of your retirement account a pre-tax retirement, not a Roth. So a traditional IRA or a 401k is you think it's just you, right? You have a 401k and that's your money. 
Well, it's not. You have a business partner, and that business partner is the IRS and the government. And the problem with that is the government can change the rules whenever they want. So, Adam, if you and I are business partners and we agree that right now I'm going to take or I'm a 24% business owner and three years from now I come to you and I say, hey, I want 28 now. You'd, you'd tell me to take a long walk off a short pier, right? Because that's we agreed to 24. The problem is, is the government gets to do that. And we know that it's in play and going to happen. And, and even further down the road, they can increase taxes. I mean, we are in historically low taxes for pretty much every person that's alive right now. Taxes used to be a lot higher and they've come down. So that pendulum can swing and Congress can raise those taxes again. So now is an opportunity to buy out your business partner, the government, for a lower or the lowest rate that you most of us have ever seen. Why would you not take advantage of that being on sale and an opportunity to buy that partner out at less value than waiting and doing nothing? And now you're going to be paying more in taxes and it costs you more. So that's the analogy I talk with a lot with my clients. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so, so what are our next steps um, to to make that buyout happen? What should we sh- What should we be doing? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a, a bunch of factors, as I alluded to at the top of the the episode. Um, you know, you're definitely going to want to, you know, if you do your own, it's a it's a bunch of work, uh, and you need to look into numerous factors. We'll go through some of them. Um, the other one is, you know, if you're working with someone make sure that they know what they're doing because as we're about to go through, there's a lot of pieces here that you need to analyze. It's not just, yep, I've heard of a Roth conversion. I can help. Um, so some of the things that that you need to look at, obviously we've hit on the benefit. Is this even a benefit to you, right? We've hit on the benefits of it. Tax-free growth, tax-free withdrawals later on in retirement paying the taxes now in a lower tax environment. We've, we've hit on that. Uh, other and things, that's unlimited, right? It's not capped. What's unlimited? The conversion. Uh, yes, but the conversion itself, so let's say you do, easy math, $100,000 in Roth conversion. That $100,000 is income to you this year, so you have to pay the taxes. Mm-hmm. So a conversion can push you into higher income brackets as well. So that's, again, why you have to analyze this, see where your income is, see where deductions are going to be. You kind of have to figure out your tax situation ahead of time and then do a Roth conversion because, you know, I again, talking with my clients, I don't mind jumping us from the 22% bracket into the 24% bracket. You know, whoop-de-doo, that's 2% more. Now, jumping from the 24% bracket into the 32% bracket, that's a big jump. You don't want to cross that. So you need to know you know, and, and strategize for this and don't just kind of willy-nilly it. Um, so there are no... Uh, so you got to evaluate kind of whether this works for you. So as we alluded there, or we've talked about before, there are no income limits. You can... Anyone can do this. So you- you can do as much as you want, again, but you got to pay taxes. So you, of, what? Right. Go ahead. We're just so you can you're strategizing so you can spread it over time. If yes, if you don't, yep. So you don't hit that ten percent increase or double Correct. step in. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's part of the plan too. You know, we know we have three more years of current taxes. So, you know, do as much as you can, but you can stack that, right? So if it's 100,000 that you want to do, well, try to do th- about 33, 34,000 a year. Boom, boom, boom. There, it's done in three years. You don't have to do it all in one year. You can do as much or as little as you want that fits your strategy and your plan. Um, so that's kind of looking and evaluating your situation. Uh, the other thing you want to do is look at your time horizon, right? So how old are you? What's your finan- you know, what's your financial plan look like? If you're a young person, um, you know, it, it there's some pros and cons, right? You have a lot longer runway before retirement to let that money grow tax-free. So that's a huge benefit to you because remember, all the growth in that account is tax-free as well. But one of the negatives of being younger is to do a Roth conversion, You have, if you're under 59 and a half, you have to pay for the conversion out of, pay the taxes on the conversion out of checking and savings. Whereas if you're over 59 and a half, you get an option where you can have it withheld on the conversion itself. It's still not the best idea to do it, but it's an option for people over 59 and a half. Uh, if you are under 59 and a half, it's a 10% penalty if you do that, if you withhold on. So okay. just don't even think don't even think of it as an option. That's why I tell all my clients that are under 59 and a half. It, it, it just, it's not an option for us because we're not going to pay a 10% penalty to do this. That makes it not worth it. Um, now, if you're over 59 and a half, you can have taxes withheld on the conversion it's not the best strategy. The best strategy is still to pay the taxes out of checking and savings. Save that up and pay for it. And the reason behind that is, again, let's just do some easy math. If you do a $100,000 conversion and you're in the 22% bracket, you're going to owe $22,000 in taxes. Um, If you are able to pay for that $22,000 out of checking and savings, saving that up throughout the year, that means all 100000 goes into the Roth and gets to grow tax-free. If you don't and you take that out of the Roth conversion itself, now only $78,000 goes into the Roth and grows tax-free. So you don't have as much firepower in that Roth account, which is the single greatest type of account for someone to try to generate wealth because all of it's yours. You don't ever have to give any back to the government, including all of the gains. So you want to get as much into that account as possible. So that's why I say it's better to try to pay for all of it out of checking and savings. And even if you can't pay for all of it, pay for as much as you can and withhold as, as little as necessary on the conversion to get as much into the Roth as possible. Um, is that just a bill that, that comes due tax time or is that something that... Yeah. Yep, you can yep. kind of do a payment plan. Is that a stupid question? Uh, no, it's not. It's not a stupid question. Um, it is due at tax time. Um, you know, so if you do, you know, we're in end end of May here while we're recording this. Uh, if you do a Roth conversion right now, end of May 2023, it would count for 2023 income taxes, and you'd owe it when you file your taxes. You know, February March of 2024. So that's that's when you would need that money to be there to pay the taxes, you know, for however much mm-hmm. you did. 
Um, good question on that. Anything else on uh, questions in regards to that? Eliza, I have something else with um, people near retirement. All good? No, sounds like a painful okay. bill. Yeah, well, it is, but you have to remember you're going to pay that at, at some point, right? If, yeah. you, if you do the exact same thing and, you're in, and, and uh, you do it in 2026, well, now instead of it being $22,000 in taxes, it's $25,000 in taxes to do the exact same thing. So you're at, at a minimum, you're saving 3% in taxes, plus you're going to have three years worth of growth on that money that's all tax-free as well. Um, another factor for people who are near retirement, if you're 63 plus, you're close to Medicare. So you need to fact, because Medicare will look at this and they look at your income. So you need to factor in any potential surcharges that may or may not mm. play into your situation, depending upon your income and how much you do in a conversion. If you are receiving social security, same thing. Social Security looks at your income to see how much of your Social Security is taxed. Um, for most people, it's not going to matter. The thresholds for Social Security being taxed are so low. They were set in the, the first one is set in the 80s and the next one is set in, in the 90s. They have not been indexed for inflation. Most people are going to blow right through those and 85% of your Social Security is going to be taxed at your income tax bracket like that just kind of is what it is now because they for whatever reason didn't index them for inflation so that one's kind of less uh less important but still a factor you want to look at so that's all um you know just kind of looking at what you know the taxes would be do you have the capacity to pay for them how are you going to pay for them um you know all the different factors that look at your income you know, there, there's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of things that need to be analyzed on that. Yeah, take some uh, forecasting strategy to uh, brace for that. Um, that bill comes tax time. So yeah, um, yep, you just want to have a good plan. You know, you, like I said, you don't want to be just doing this willy nilly. You want to be um, strategizing so that you can plan to try to save up that tax bill. You can plan to make sure that you're doing the Roth conversion appropriate amount. You yeah. can make sure you're not messing up Social Security and Medicare and all of that. Yeah, I mean, you can have good intentions, do everything right, and then think you're doing everything right. And, oh, I'm going to withhold it or, or take that 10% penalty, and then your whole Yep, uh, and then that takes the value of it. Save that 4%. Yeah, yeah, it's yep. completely gone. So. And if and the other part, too, you know, if you do a Roth conversion and not paying attention to it affecting Social Security or uh, particularly Medicare, um, government doesn't care, you know. They, they don't care that you you didn't know or that you're sorry. They're just like, oh, well, here's your new bill. You get a surcharge and now Medicare costs twice as much as it did for you. So you got to be careful. Uh, next item. We covered taxes, paying yep. taxes. Yep, and paying it. So kind of just wrapping it up really, um, you know, looking at some strategies. You know, we, we hit on it a little bit. You know, you, you can work with, you know, whomever, um, and it's, you know, you could create like a ladder, they call it a ladder strategy, you know, where you piece it out over the next three years. Um, you know, hopefully taxes stay similar. Hopefully Congress passes something and they stay similar and this window stays open. But right now, you know, we know the window will be open for three more years. 
Um, after that, we we just don't know. Um, and again, I've, I, I've said it, I always feel like I, I say it every episode, please make sure you're working with someone that knows what they're doing. Um, there's a huge difference to say you know about something and then actually do something regularly or be an actual expert in the area. Um, you know, I know that I have, you know, bones in my body and, and I have a tibia, but that doesn't make me a doctor, right? Like I've heard of those things, but I'm not going to perform surgery on you. And, you know, just to, to give an example of, of this, of a client of mine, um, when I was first starting working with them, this is several years ago, um, you know, they kind of did a test run and they, they let me have some of, some of the funds uh, to manage and, and do planning. Well, I did planning on their entire lives for everything. And their other advisor had a traditional IRA. And I said, hey, look, here's the taxes I did. You know, went through basically this entire episode of talking with them about uh, Roth conversions. And you know, they liked the idea and they wanted to do it. So they, um, they went and talked with their old advisor. And he's like, well, you know, I could, do, I could do Roth conversions for you too. I know what those are. Well, the problem isn't that you know what the word is. The problem is you never recommended this, and people could have been doing this, you know, since twenty eighteen, you know, and they were coming to see me around twenty twenty. So, you know, there was three years there of missed opportunities. So, just because you know what something is, doesn't mean that you're an expert or that you know, you know. Again, all these different pieces that we talked about, you can know how to complete a Roth conversion, but if you're not analyzing all of these pieces you can really mess up a different part of your finances and again, lose that value of what you're trying to accomplish by saving taxes. So just either do tons of research yourself if you do it yourself or make sure you're working with somebody um, who's, who's really good and, and knows what they're doing. And if, you know, even try to loop in your CPA. Um, you know, they're usually not, high on on Roth conversions because they want to have as many deductions as possible in any given year. But this is a long-term strategy, um, you know, not just focusing on one year's worth of income. Uh, and given that this episode has circulated around a lot of the, the timeliness of those laws uh, being sunset, you know, if we forecast, get our crystal ball out and they decide to keep taxes the way they are and the tax brackets the way they are. You, me converting that money into a Roth IRA is not going to be an, you know, it's not going to be a mistake. Uh, Correct. It, yeah. The, so it's the, not going to be work for or effort for nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. The only, again, I probably can't talk in guarantees like that. Um, the biggest areas of potential mistake are not analyzing your Roth conversion well, like we've alluded to throughout this and causing an error or a catastrophe in a different part of your taxes or financial plan, um, or somehow doing a Roth conversion now and then somehow taxes going go down in the future. Um, let's ask ourselves, do we think that's going to happen? We owe tons more money than even 2017 when this was passed. Again, the government only makes money via taxes. I fail to see, I mean, is it a possibility? Sure. 
because there is, you know, who knows what those a people out there. Chance. Exactly, but it is very small. I mean, the the again, the taxes we're in collectively these are these are the lowest that most of us have ever seen. So I don't think there's a very good chance that they are going to be like, hey, we went even way further in debt. Let's lower your taxes and bring in less money. Like, I just don't foresee Congress doing that. So, you know, you're exactly right. I think best case scenario for everyone is that they extend this. And then there's no, you know, if you do it now versus doing it, if they extend it and taxes are the same, I'd actually argue it's still better to do it now because you have three years worth of tax-free growth rather than waiting and not yeah. having that and having that growth be a part of your traditional IRA to which the government gets part of your growth too. Like that's what you got to remember. You're missing out on that tax-free growth part. So um, there really is not a lot of downside. Now, if you're a high income earner, you know, if you're in the 30% brackets now and you're expecting to retire and income's going to go way down and you're going to be in the, you know, even in the 20 brackets, you know, 22, 24, I know that they're jumping up, but you know, if you're if you're in the 37% bracket now and the amount of money you expect to take out is going to put you in the 24% bracket at retirement, it doesn't make sense to do Roth conversions right now. But for a lot of people, it does. You know, if you're in that 24% bracket or below, likelihood is, is it probably makes sense for you. But again, do your own research, talk with your own people, um, make sure that it does make sense for you, but definitely check in on it. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up this nah. episode? Nope. I think that's good. Well, you've convinced me, sir. The minute you say taxes or conversion, <laughs> my head just, like I said, shrivels and I go, mm, that sounds like a job for Tanner. Yeah. <laughs> I'll analyze so, it all for you. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you feel confident enough, do it yourself, but uh, always reach out to an expert like Tanner. So, um, where are we at here? We hope this episode has been helpful. Uh, if you're listening in the podcast, uh, in the podcast form subscribe leave us five star review if you're watching us on youtube hit the subscribe button and then don't forget to uh, leave a comment or a question uh, email us at podcast at financially sharp.com that's podcast at financially sharp.com for tanner i'm adam you'll hear us and see us in the next episode this podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. This podcast does not engage in rendering legal, tax, financial, or other professional services. Investment advisory services are offered through Harmony Wealth, a registered investment advisor authorized to do business in states where registered or otherwise exempt from registration. If you have questions pertaining to your specific situation, please contact Harmony Wealth at 602-935-5155 or at HarmonyWealthAZ.com.